You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. 17 weeks, 4 quarters, 60 minutes. And it all leads up to one Winning Drive. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Winning Drive podcast. I am Rita Hubbard, the NFL chick, co-host of Ravens Post Game Uncensored on 105.7 The Fan. And I'm with my guy, Cordell Woodland, co-host, excuse me, host extraordinaire of Shaking It Up Sports, as well as the Ravens reporter on 105.7 The Fan. Cordell, we know what happened. We talked about it already. We had a, a little, we had a nice, lengthy conversation um, about the loss to the Browns and the fact that the Ravens really just abandoned the run for, for essentially no reason. Um, and so uh, on Monday, there was a press conference. Nobody was really sure what it was. You know, rumors were swirling around about what it could have potentially been. And then it was basically what many of us thought that it was, which was Harbaugh reiterating the thought that no one was getting fired and he was going to keep doing what he was doing uh, in the final weeks of the NFL season. Um, now, we know that Uh, Many fans and media have called out the Ravens, uh, particularly for not doing the things that they're good at, basically. So many people um, really wanted to see a change at play calling, which would have either meant Greg Roman would have been demoted or even fired. And yet Harbaugh has decided to ride this thing out. Um, To me, that is the definition of insanity. But what do I know? Right. Uh, and so here we are, uh, Ravens sticking with Greg Roman, and they're in a very viable spot in order to win, uh, get into the playoff time. But it does feel, you know, um, what is it? melancholy maybe is the word that I'm looking for. I don't feel like people are optimistic about going to the playoffs uh, because the Ravens simply don't want to do the things that they're good at. So when you saw the press conference, when you went there, because you were actually there in Owings Mills and you heard Harbaugh's words, I mean, I I think you and I both admitted that we didn't think that anything would happen. But were you really surprised? And how do you feel about this non-decision? 
like you said, neither of us are surprised that Hobbs isn't letting Roman go. And that, that wasn't even the question I asked, right? I, I didn't ask whether he was thinking about firing Roman. I wasn't even going to take it to that point. But I simply wanted to know if it's even been entertained with the idea that they would change Roman's role, that they would change play callers, at least. You keep Roman there, and then maybe a guy like T. Martin or somebody starts calling plays. Um, but, I mean, I'm not surprised to see Harbs defend uh, Roman. He's going to defend his guys. Uh, but, I I mean, this notion that it hasn't at least crossed his mind, it that I don't buy that for a second. I mean, you, you how can you watch this offense and say to yourself that nothing needs to change? I mean, just Saturday night's game alone will tell you that, but you look at this team – over the course of the season, whether Lamar's there or not, whether Rashad Bateman's there or not, whether Mark Andrews was healthy or not, it doesn't matter. Uh, this offense has been bland pretty much all season after the month of September. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, when they have their moments to where they can't run the ball, and then when they can run the ball, they don't want to run the ball, they want to throw the ball all over the field, and that's clearly not their forte. They don't have the outside weapons. Um, and you watch some of these guys out there, some of their body language is, is, is not there. The execution isn't there. Um, and we heard Harbs in this press conference on Monday talk about how roles on the, as far as player roles have changed and personnel on the field has changed. So that's why I, I was like, well, if you're looking, because he continues to talk about how he's looking at every aspect of this offense and how they can improve it. So, okay, if you're looking at the players and how you can improve on the field as far as your personnel and as far as who's going to get how much playing time and when, you, I would imagine that you would need to also evaluate your coaching staff as well and see if any if anybody needs to be changed, if, if anybody's role needs to be changed in that department, um, if maybe you need to take something off somebody's plate and add something to somebody else, give somebody else a shot to do something. They need a spark. They need a spark. And I don't know if the return of Lamar would be enough of a spark. As big of a spark as that is, I don't know if that's enough of a spark. I think they need to be rejuvenated. I think they need a fresh voice. Um, and I just think that they need fresh eyes at what they're looking at out there on game day as far as what, this, what the play caller is seeing. It's obvious Greg Roman is seeing something totally different than what everybody else is seeing. Maybe give somebody else a shot and see if that can ignite your offense because you're hitting the final stretch and – the, Ray, the, the, the the Ravens are not a team that is in a situation to where they could just be satisfied with making the playoffs. Right. They have higher expectations. That's why I think people go off the way that they go off. We see that they are a playoff caliber team, but that's not enough. That's not what they're playing for, especially coming off of last year where it was all redemption this and redemption that and the comeback year and we got to make up for this past year and you know they're back they're back here now and fairly healthy and doing the same stuff that they did last year. They can't close out games, they can't score in the red zone, they can't beat teams that they probably should beat. It's it's just going from bad to worse specifically on this offense. And I feel like they're in a situation right now to where they have to do something offensively before this defense 
starts to kind of cave in because they're carrying too much of the load. And it doesn't matter what the defense looks like. By the time you get to week 18 and you got to play a team in Cincinnati, um, you're going to have to score. And really, since that Cincinnati game, to me, starts the playoffs. I mean, really, we're in playoff mode now. We're in December. Yeah. You can't yep. afford to lose games in December and think that you're going to make the playoffs. Um, but assuming that they still find a way to backdoor their way in, they, they can't afford to lose any more games from week 18 on. I mean, they have to put up points. And right now the offense that we're seeing on the field led by Greg Roman is not getting it done. Yeah, I mean, I, I just don't understand what. why are you hell-bent on uh, not acknowledging the issue? And listen, let me be clear, Cordell. I'm not sure that changing, uh, making changes as of right now is even the, the answer, right? Because, again, you're asking to replace Greg Roman with a guy in T. Martin who – um, was his resume basically at the highest of his position. He was an offensive coordinator at USC and essentially was fired from that job. So I don't know if, if T Martin is an upgrade from Greg Roman. I have no idea. Um, so there was always that possibility. The problem is, is that I think that it's gotten so bad that you just have to try to find a spark somewhere. And I think that it has to start at the offensive coordinator position. Um, I just don't understand why, you know, you, and look, I get it. You're not going to throw your man under the bus publicly. I completely understand that, mm -hmm. but I, I can't even think that you're saying this to him privately and yet he's still going out and doing the same things. Right. And then we know that John Harbaugh is not like, he ain't a play caller. I don't expect him to get on. Right. I think somebody called um, the post game show uh, on Sunday excuse me, Saturday, and said to me and Glenn, well, I don't understand. Like, John Harbaugh is the head coach. He can change the plays. Well, I, I, first and foremost, you only got a certain amount of seconds on the clock, okay? Then you already know that this is an offense that gets out of the huddle late. Then you're asking the head coach to renege or, or, or override, excuse me, what the offensive coordinator said, put in a new play and still think that they have time left on the clock to do that? That sounds crazy. You sound crazy, and this is why we're fans, and this is why we don't coach. Because th there's time. You have time on the clock, okay, before you get a penalty in which the Ravens already struggle with anyway, right? So I just don't understand what exactly, you know, can be done. But but to act like that something is not wrong is so very weird oh. to me. And for you to be like, well, you know, we would really like to – you know, the passing game is an issue. You know, John, the passing game has always been an issue because you don't have guys on the outside. And then you then you do have a guy in Mark Andrews that you could temporary change temporarily change that and put him on the outside because he is one of your best players. And y'all choose that I do that too. So you don't want to run the ball. Then you want to tell us that oh, the passing game with a backup quarterback and no number one receiver. Please leave us alone. We are not born last night, okay? Mm -hmm. The bigger problem is the fact that when you get into these games, you don't know how to play call, and that's where they are. If the Ravens would have ran the ball 35 times, Cordell, there's no doubt in my mind they probably would have won that football game. Mm -hmm. That's how I feel. That's how confident I feel, as opposed to letting Tyler Huntley throw the ball 30 times. If you take away – 
11 of those throws. 11. I bet you that at the very least they're, they they went they they they're a closer ball game than 13 and 3. It's probably 10 and 3 and I, and maybe in a position at the end of the game to figure out try to how to win the football game. But instead you didn't do that. So the fact that we're just going to sit here and act like, oh, the passing game is the issue when it's always been the issue, but there's a, a temporary solution to this is insanity to me. And you have to wonder how this affects the locker room mm -hmm. in terms of this, because I, I can't I can't believe that that the players at this point are like, I'm going to stick beside them. You know what I'm saying? I mean, well, we're, we're 11 going to snaps. 11 snaps, 11 snaps. Yes, I'm saying this three times for right. Gus Edwards in the Cleveland game. 11, one, one. Embarrassing. He had what, 24 or 27? He had, he had the same amount. Um, he, he had the same amount as J.K. Dobbins. Gus, uh, speaking of Justice Hill, had the same amount of snaps as J.K. Dobbins, which is mind blown. But I, I do, like like you said, I'm I'm not surprised that he defended his boy Roman. I'm I'm really not. I would expect Same. nothing else. Um, but this notion, like you can't sit there and act like we're not watching the same game. He sat there and asked me, you know, did I see all the football that was been that's gone on this week? And I'm like, yeah. And I mean, including the Ravens, the Ravens were the only team to score in single digits this week. I I believe. Uh, I got. Yeah. I got to check it, but I'm pretty sure the Ravens were the only team to score in single digits this week. The offense was atrocious, uh, to say the least. I will say this, though, um, to kind of push back on what you were saying earlier. I do think Harbs has to do something as far as when he hears the play call. Like, I get that they're breaking a the huddle late as is, and it's even more mind-blowing that Roman is taking up basically the entire play clock to pick a play and the play he calls is trash. I mean, just James Prochet only had three snaps and two of them were fourth down targets that turned out to be incomplete. And Harbs told us on Monday that those plays were intended for James Prochet. You, you, <laughs> you use two fourth down calls on a guy that's only gotten on the field three times. I, I, it's, <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. I'm sorry. Crazy. And it's like, as Harbs, you're hearing these plays through your headset. I mean, call a timeout, jump in there and say, no, have a play on your, if, if I'm Harbs at this point, I can't trust Greg Roman to come out with a play call that I'm going to like in fourth down situations. So maybe you should have a play in mind once you get to that point to where if you don't like what you're hearing from Roman, you got to come in there and be like, nah. We, I'm, I'm, I'm using my veto. We're not doing that. Let's go with this instead. You know what I'm saying? You got to be quicker. You got to, because you, if you, you realize the child are breaking the huddle so late, okay, you got to get ahead of that. You know, this, this didn't just start yesterday. You've been breaking a huddle late forever. Yep. So you got to prepare for that. As the head coach, your job is to prepare for every situation. Yep. And I, I feel like Harbs is too comfortable right now with, coming to the press conference the day after saying, well, we wish we had that one back. I mean, it's been about three weeks straight now that he said that. How about in the moment you don't let the play call go down and you jump in there and you give your own play call, or you call a timeout or you do something other than what you're doing right now because it's not working. And 
to keep trying to convince everybody that this thing is going to turn around. Like is when? A waste of time. We're in December. It's almost Christmas. Christmas is this mm-hmm. week. Like, when yep. is it going to turn around? This yep. idea that the Ravens are going to make the playoffs and then all of a sudden the offense is just going to wake up out of nowhere, that is fool's gold. It's ridiculous. It's silly to even think that, uh, you know, it's it's not that you're not they're not capable of, of, of that they're capable of turning around with the guys that they have. And, you know, I, I am just very shocked that he is willing to go down with this situation. Again, I understand because it's late in the season. I, I get it. I, I, that part I do get. Um, and I and again, I know we talk about the Cam Cameron thing. I think that that's a completely d- different group of people, and they absolutely had a a, a, a possibility to run uh, in the Super Bowl. This team does not. Let's be real to ourselves. They are not capable. When you start playing the Buffalo Billses and the Kansas City Chiefs, and you know, the, even though Miami is struggling right now, the Miami Dolphins, people that can put up points. Mm-hmm. this team is not going to be able to play with anybody in a shootout. And so that's the realistic part of it. So I just don't understand to just deal with what you have and utilize those things, particularly when you're playing against a team that struggles in that situation. It makes no sense. This is silly. And uh, listen, this if they lose out, Harbaugh needs to be on the hot seat, too, because he's allowed this to happen. He's allowed this to not change, to not do something to help his team find ways to win football games. And it's on his head as well. And that's a, some, that's a conversation that absolutely needs to happen in the offseason. I think that whatever happens, it doesn't matter. Greg Roman is gone. That being said, Harbaugh needs to be also accountable if he allows this to this this meltdown to happen again, whether Lamar plays or not, because you really didn't have to lose the game that you lost in Cleveland the way that you did. Yeah, I, I totally agree. That's that's where I stand with with that. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. And let's move it right along. Before we get into our next segment, please make sure that you're subscribed to the Winning Drive podcast. That way, every time that there's a new episode, you will be the first to receive it. All right. So (laughs) we like to call this Castlegate. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know, if you haven't seen it, um, Tyus Bowser, uh, Ravens linebacker, posted a video that I, I think eventually he deleted because I didn't see it anymore um, on, the, on his timeline, but he posted a video 
um, of him walking. At the time, it looked like the Ravens facility, and it was later confirmed that it was the Ravens facility after coming back home from Cleveland. And there's paper everywhere that says Fire Greg Roman, Fire Greg Roman, all on the ground of um, the Under Armour Performance Training Facility. Mm-hmm. So, social media has gone, has tried to do their investigation. Who did it? Well, who was it? You know, who was able to get access? Because how are you getting access into the facility? You know, who's doing this? The paper looks fresh. You know, all of these types of things. So, I'm curious to know what your theory is, Cornell. And I'll tell you mine, but I, I, I'm curious to know your theory on that. Yeah, this this whole thing is 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 weird. Um, once, you know, I, I was hesitant to say that it was at the castle, but now that it's out and official that it was at the castle, that just makes this an even, an even bigger issue. Um, like you said, to even get on the grounds, at least with a car, you have to be buzzed in. They have the security gate. Mm-hmm. Um, so that gives the possibility of this being an inside job. Uh, but also you could get through the gate on foot um, but I mean, they've got security. They, I would imagine that they have somebody watching the surveillance surveillance tapes, uh, the surveillance cameras at all times. Maybe I I don't know, but it's not the easiest place to just come drop papers off on the front door and then leave and nobody see anything. Yeah, uh, I don't buy that for a second. Um, it's also been pretty windy. I mean, we're in December. We're in December. I I I watched too much Law and Order for me. <laughs> Go ahead and put your law cap on. You know, so, so I'm just saying. In my younger years, when when I was really in the Law and Order, I, I wanted to kind of be a detective uh, for a little bit, just because they made it look cool uh, at times, just to solve cases. But I got to put my detective hat on right now, and no, I'm not ruling anybody out. I mean, you you understand we're in the heart of December. Christmas is Saturday. And those papers were just conveniently sitting outside the building for Tyus Bowser. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's been pretty windy. It's been pretty windy. Um, those were just like regular loose leaf sheets of paper. I I just have a hard time imagining that those papers were basically glued to the pavement sitting there waiting for Tyus Bowser. I also don't necessarily think Tyus Bowser wrote those notes. I don't think he wrote the notes. Um, but I, I, he he has made this a bigger deal because mm-hmm. we wouldn't have known about this had he not put it on his Instagram story. I, mm-hmm. I just don't understand what he was necessarily thinking out of that, to be honest. He I wasn't. mean, I hear, I hear people say, you know, this isn't Tyus Bowser looking like he supports it. This is Tyus Bowser just showing the craziness that they have to deal with. Ah, right. I don't necessarily buy that. I don't. See, buy I do. It. I do. I do buy. I do buy that because that's a that's a wild visual, dog. To come I mean, home from Cleveland and to see something like that, and I also don't think that Tyus is dumb enough to do it and then post it because well, yeah, why I would you incriminate I yourself? I agree with that. I don't think he's dumb enough. To do that, although the, the, they always say the 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 uh, the culprit always returns to the scene of the crime, he always does. Um, but I don't. I'm not. I, I, I have a hard time believing that Tyus Bowser wrote these notes too. 
But I also have a hard time feeling like Tyus Bowser didn't somewhat agree with oh, what sure. was saying. I mean, you can say that he put it out there because he was surprised at what he saw. I think both things could be true. I think he could put it out there because he's like, oh, look at this craziness that we're seeing on our front doorstep at our team facility. But also like, ah, look, Greg, I mean, yeah, let's get this dude out of here. You know, this is it says fire Greg Roman offense to score three points. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's, it's bad. It's bad all around. And the, the, this Harb said on Monday talking about that, you know, uh, this is all the, what the fans are talking about and what the media is talking about and ended a bar talk. No, no, this is clearly in house right now, too. This is in house talk. This is at your front door talk. These these papers are sitting there right at your facility's doorsteps. And you can't sit here and tell us that this is just a fan made uh, a fan driven narrative or a media driven narrative. No, this is reality. Your offense sucks. And Greg Roman is the one who's responsible for the offense. And we look and we're seeing fire Greg Roman papers all over your your front doorstep. It's it's terrible to see. I, I don't know. Look, again, I, I really don't know what Bowser was thinking posting that. Um, but now that he has, it's created such a firestorm now because it's almost like it gives the the fans who've been calling for Greg Roman's job, it gives them validity. You know yep. what I'm saying? Because now it's like if, if, if they're saying it and now that they see that somebody at, uh, potentially in the building is also feeling this way, it's only going to ignite that idea even more. I, somebody has said something funny to me the other day. It was like, we might need to find out where Lamar Jackson's whereabouts were. Around, yeah, because he didn't make the trip. Around, so. around exactly. He he didn't make the trip. He's got a motive. <laughs> He's got a motive. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. But it's, it's just funny now that this is what's going on. And... I mean, the Ravens are dealing with tight headlines and situations that they don't usually deal with. This is not, you know, these papers ending up at the team facility. This isn't something that the Ravens usually deal with. This has just been a bizarre year, to say the least. Yeah, I just, you know, I I, I, I think that both things can be true in the Tyus posting. I think that the one thing could be, wow, this is some crazy-ish. And then another thing could be, but I mean, I get it. I understand. I feel the same mm -hmm. way. So I'm a boasted. You know what I mean? And that's where I think that that is. I don't think that he did it, but a couple things, right? You, you got to feel like it's an inside job. The fact that they didn't, that he didn't appear to make it an, a security issue tells me it was an inside job mm -hmm. because if it was a security issue, I feel like this would be a bigger issue. That's what I'm thinking. So, and also it would be a bigger security issue if someone is able to, even if they, they probably didn't drive, but if they were able to come on foot through right. the facility, that's a security issue. Right. And that's why I don't think it's an outsider because I think that if it were, that then the issue would be security, mm -hmm. right? I feel like that, that would, we would find a way to shift the conversation to security and that you fans are getting too crazy. And it's getting out and, you know, you need to, the police is about to get involved. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I don't think it's somebody from the outside. I do think it's somebody from the inside who, I don't know, an employee, a, a player, whoever it is, it's definitely somebody. And like you said, 
I, you know, when you look at the the it was the the tape uh, the the paper, you know, it wasn't really moving around. It didn't look disheveled. It didn't look disheveled. It didn't look like it, it was it very like fresh, fresh pieces of paper. Like they literally just ripped it out of the notebook and put it down. Yep. So, and so I, I, I just think that this is definitely something that you know happened inside i don't think it's tyus i think it might have been another player don't think it's lamar um i i don't think it's lamar but i definitely think lamar um <laughs> it probably feels the same sentiment right everybody so, <laughs> everybody, every, everybody. here's the thing though cordell because you because now my now my tenfold hat is on i know y'all got cameras around you telling me oh, y'all yeah. ain't got no footage of this they know who did it they know that's who what did i think it. too yeah. i think they know who did it they do they do, but they're not going to say anything. They're not going to say right. anything. They're going to try to handle it internally. The last yep. thing we want is for it to get out that a player did this, and it probably was. Realistically, Bowser was probably in the locker room. I'm, I know how these things can potentially go. I'm not going to say I know what happened, but I just I have a pretty decent imagination. They're back right. from the trip. They're all in there getting their stuff ready to get out of there. They're joking about how bad Roman has been. And somebody writes it on a piece of paper, and they're all joking and laughing. And Bowser's like, "Bro, you put that outside the building. I swear, I'll post it." You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, it could just be something that simple, and 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 you know that 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 could just be one of the scenarios. Like, we don't know what happened. All any of us can do is try to come up with our best guess right now. But what we do know is this is a bad situation for this team right now. Who is it? It looks like they're on the road to the playoffs. But everything is kind of falling apart right now. Um, they don't look they don't look like a good football team on the field. It's clear that something's going on dysfunctional wise on the sidelines with the coaches um, and the players on this offense specifically. And you know they they no longer control their own destiny. They're not the best team in their division anymore. Um, it, it's just going from bad to worse, I think, for the Ravens as this year goes on. And this is just the latest staple of that. I mean, this is this is almost about as bad as it gets for, for this team right now. I agree. And, and I feel like they're going to do everything that they can to not get out who did it, because I definitely think it was somebody inside that did it. And I don't mm -hmm. think that it's it was Tyus. Um I, you know the funny, the, you know that Glenn and I do a show with Tyus that mm -hmm. also gets aired on 1057 The Fan. I'm going. I I'm going to ask him. I'm going to ask him. Now, I don't know if he's less. I, I don't know if he's going to answer me truthfully, but I want to know. I want to yeah. know if 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 in fact Tyus knows who did it. Now I'm not saying that you got to incriminate yourself, but I want to know if you know who did it, and if you do, I'm interested. That's hilarious. Yeah, we just we gonna piece together what he says and mix it with what we already know and think, and and you know we'll come together with something. We just need it. We just got to get him talking. Just get yep. him talking. I just gotta. I just need some answers. And so until then, Castlegate will stay open mm -hmm. until further notice because we want to know. Who did it? Who put it out there? And John Harbaugh should be ashamed of himself because that absolutely means that people are fed up and yet you choose to do nothing about it. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, guys, before we get into our last segment, have you subscribed to the Winning Drive podcast? If not, I do not know what you're waiting for. Please hit the subscribe button so that every time Cordell and I talk about your Baltimore Ravens, you will be the first to know. So we we made a joke about Lamar uh, potentially being the guy to do it. I, I, I don't think it's Lamar. Well, I hope mm. it's not Lamar, but, you know. Um, but you'd like to hope that Lamar will be available. Um, We were told that that injury, the sprained PCL was about one to three weeks. So if you count the Broncos game in which he went out very early, that would have started week one. And then um, last game against Cleveland is week three. So you have the Falcons who are struggling right now. You know, they, they, they look, and it's not even a struggle. Like, they're laying down. It's a struggle of like they're being competitive in games and then just not, fi- they're not finishing those games. Uh, Marcus Mariota uh, was demoted and then decided that he was going to go out for on, on paternity leave for a month. He pulled a, um, he pulled a U, except for you didn't get demoted, Cordell. He he pulled a Cordell, but Cordell didn't get demoted. He just went out for a month and said, well, I'm having a baby, so I'm, I see y'all when I see y'all. And, and so basically that's what Marcus Mariota did. But we found out, you know, that the Marcus Mariota was being demoted. So, I mean, hey, it all happened at perfect timing, basically, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes, you know, your luck runs that way. So... You really, even though this is a struggling team in the Falcons, if you look at the standings for the uh, NFC South, I mean, they're literally still in position to potentially win the division. I know I sound crazy. I know. But it's true. Okay? You got Tampa Bay at 6-8. and eight. The other three, Cordell, are at 5-9, and nine, tied for second place. Yeah. So... I mean, literally, nobody ran away with this division. The Falcons are playing hard, uh, are trying to play hard because they know that they could potentially, um, if they can win these last three games, they could potentially be in a playoff spot and host the home game, which is so embarrassing because none of these teams, minus uh, Tampa, if any of these teams run the table, none of them would, minus Tampa, would have a winning record. Embarrassing. Um, But you got to wonder. If you think Lamar will be available, because Harbaugh really did not elaborate on that. But if he's not available, how you view the rest of this, well, well, starting with the Falcons game, but also the rest of the season, because they play uh, Pittsburgh at home and then they finish the season in Cincinnati. How When, when you heard, when you were at Owens Mills, and he kind of did, you know, he did not answer the question. How did that make you feel? Because I really feel like that Lamar, is, look, if Lamar plays, they could potentially win the next two of three. If Lamar doesn't play, to me, this is potentially 2021 all over again. Yeah, uh, very similar. Very similar. I mean, I, I wasn't surprised that he didn't give us a definitive answer. I thought he would have given us at least at least a little bit of an update. Um, but I, it doesn't give me a lot of optimism. 
that in the fact that he didn't give us anything, you know, he could have at least said, you know, Lamar's turning in the right direction. We'll see. He's got a shot. Um, nothing definitive yet, but he, he didn't want to say anything. And granted, he didn't want to say anything about any of the injuries. He, he, he didn't mention Peters or Calais either. Um, he, he may not know enough to really comment on these injuries because Harbs has kind of fell victim at various points this year, giving us updates on guys that didn't turn out to actually be what he said it was. And mm-hmm. I don't think he was intentionally lying to us. I just think that Harbs was given a certain window for certain injuries and he maybe was being a little more optimistic and going with best case scenario as opposed to what it actually turned out to be. Um, So I think to avoid that, he's just not trying to put his foot in his mouth anymore. And also, like he cited, you know, the Ravens are all about competitive advantage. So he doesn't want to tip his hand as far as who a starting quarterback is going to be this Saturday because he simply doesn't have to yet. Time will tell. We'll see how Lamar's practice week goes, um, and and that'll tell us all we need to know as far as his status. Um, They do need Lamar on the field, and that's not – Badly. That's not a hot take. I mean, you can watch these guys and tell that they need their starting quarterback out there. They need their best player on the field. And, again – Lamar being on the field does not fix all their problems. This has been a poor offense, even when Lamar is on the football field. But at least Lamar gives them a puncher's chance. He gives them the opportunity to have those splash plays, to have those big plays, to just to be this generational talent that he is. Um, he, he gives you the opportunity to win every game that he's involved in. Yeah. Um, right now, they need that spark because Tyler Huntley clearly – can't get it done. Um, and it's crazy because Huntley looks worse than he did last year. It looks like sure did. he regressed. Um, and he just doesn't seem like he's playing with any type of confidence right now. Um, he's wildly inaccurate. It, it's it's just bad. It's, it's bad. Um, so they need Lamar back on the field, if nothing else, just to rally the troops and give them uh, somebody that they can trust right now because – I, they don't trust the, the the backup quarterback, obviously, and I, I don't think they trust Greg Roman anymore. So, you know, Lamar is pretty much the only guy on the field that they can look to and have a glimpse of hope on this offense outside of guys like J.K. Dobbins and them. And they can only do but so much because, you know, their opportunities are limited right now. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm with I you. I mean, I, I just don't, you know – I they need Lamar and I don't think that anyone I don't I can't say this enough to the people that really thought that Tyler Huntley could replace Lamar and they'd be okay you got to be a damn fool and you're lucky that I'm using nice words because I really would like to use curse words to, to talk about how foolish you were and even thinking that that young man and and Tyler Huntley was anywhere in the realm of Lamar Jackson it's embarrassing and to me you don't know a lot of football and to me it also says that you don't care much for Lamar Jackson which is why you said what you said to begin with um that being said you know this team Lamar masks so many issues with this team when he plays. And even when Lamar doesn't play well, because he wasn't playing that well prior to the injury, he still is better than what they have. He still elevates the guys around him, in my opinion. And so 
they need Lamar. I, I jokingly tweeted at him the other day that I was going to send him some Tussin and some ginger ale for that knee because it cures everything, in which he laughed uh, <laughs> when I said that. Because, look, uh, they need something, okay? I don't. Do, does he need my knee, Cordell? He can have it. He can have my knee. Now, he can only have the right one because the left one got arthritis in it because y'all know I'm a little old, but he can have my knee. Okay, if you need a knee, I got one. I don't. Need, I don't need to use it. You know what I'm saying? So go ahead and have mine. I just know that this team is going to be nothing without Lamar Jackson. Period. Point blank. They don't like running the ball for whatever reason. So that means they want to pass the ball. Well, then you got the dude that when you look at uh, next gen stats posted his his information from the game on Saturday. Well, after ten yards, he was terrible. Everything after ten yards was was a hot mess. Mm-hmm. And so, do you really do you really think that the Ravens are going to to make any kind of noise? They're not going to make noise that much noise with Lamar there. But Lamar is still very much so a threat to defenses because you don't know if he's going to be running the ball, if he's going to pass the ball, or he's going to give the, the ball to his running backs. Nobody's scared of Tyler Huntley. He don't even no. know how to throw the ball out of bounds <laughs> and avoid sacks. <laughs> no, Nobody's scared of Tyler Huntley. Yeah, Huntley Huntley's not the guy anymore, um, and he's not even the guy that could come in and steal you a couple of games. It seems like uh, I just can't believe he's looking as bad as he as he has. But I also think, again, that's you know a part of what the, what this offense is going through. It was bad with Lamar out there, so you would have to imagine even with Tyler Huntley, it's not going to look much better. Yep. And a lot of people have been. Like, you know, Mark Andrews isn't having a Mark Andrews type of year right now. And I think it's a variety of reasons as, as to why that's happening. Um, but a lot of people have been like, well, how can Mark do anything with Tyler Huntley's got a backup? Well, Mark Andrews was an all pro last year with Tyler Huntley as his quarterback down the stretch. Tyler Huntley had no problems getting the ball to Mark Andrews last year. So I'm not buying the notion that this is a Tyler Huntley issue. This is just a bad offense issue. Um, yep. And that's why I don't have but so much hope that even with Lamar coming back, that things are going to change. We said it earlier in the show. This isn't a situation where to where this offense is just going to wake up out the blue because the playoffs are starting. That's not going to be the case. They are who they are. They may have explosive games here and there. To, I mean, it's been a while since they've scored like 30 points or something like that. I, I don't know if they can do that. Maybe going up against a team like Buffalo, Miami, Cincy, Kansas City, maybe it'll force them to have to put up points because if they don't, they're going to get buried. They're going to get buried in these games. So maybe we will see them kind of play up to their competition when they start playing some of these elite teams in the AFC. Um, But right now, from what I've seen from them so far this season, I don't have the confidence in this team to where I think that Lamar can just jump back in there and all of a sudden they're a contender again. I, I just don't buy it. Uh, well, they, they, they lack so much uh, offensively, so it is hard to buy. But but Lamar definitely makes things a, a whole oh, lot no better. Doubt. No doubt. I think that because the, the, when you look at the schedule and the teams that they're playing down the stretch, you, you have a, a, a chance with Lamar. I don't feel that way with with um, Tyler Huntley playing because you don't even want to do the things that you're good at with Tyler Huntley for whatever reason. So, uh, 
You know, I, I they this team desperately needs Lamar Jackson. And quite frankly, if you um if you are the Ravens, you need to pay that man whatever it is that he asked for because he this team is nothing without him. Nothing. Nothing. And that's the moment he even still wants to stay. I mean that's I a valid point. And it's very possible that maybe he would if if if, if you say, um, I'm not running, I'm not running in this, I'm not doing this offense no more, and I need y'all to find somebody a, a wide receiver to upgrade. I would say, I would personally, if I was able to get a new OC and get um some weapons, I would say, you know, I, I mean, I, that that would be great. I just and I haven't, I have not entered to this point entertained any Ravens are going to have to trade Lamar. No, no, I think that that's what's, that's premature right now. I I, I do think get to this offseason, though. I, I think that that's going to that's I don't think I still don't. I'm not ready to say that that's what's going to happen. But I, I think that that is a more realistic option now than I have ever felt before. That this well, yes, because when, when you're not doing good, you, you know, obviously it all piles in on you. But that doesn't mean that things can't change. You know what I mean? If you invest in investing in Lamar, he absolutely could change his mind. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, and this is all us speaking hypothetically. We don't know if that's where he stands or not. Let me be clear on that. Right. Um, I, I'm just saying that if he is disgruntled, if he's not happy, if they if they say, you know, we're committed to building around you and getting a guy that's going to do the plays that you, you know, that are, are suitable for you in addition to the run game, then I don't think that that would be much of an issue if they pay him the money that he's, you know, and, and somewhere in the ballpark that he's looking for. We'll it's find out soon if. enough. Yeah, it's just a big if for me. Because yeah. I would imagine Lamar's response to that would be, well, what happened in the first five years of, of, of my career? Where was where was all of this investment in me then when I was making nothing? Like, why yeah. why, why should I believe that now you're going to do it. I I don't know, but that I mean and that's so a I, that I struggle have. with that. I struggle with thinking like that because I can't deny the fact that two years they drafted wide receivers in the first round. I struggle with that notion. That being said, the one dude they traded and the other dude he's hurt, so <laughs> he didn't do anything after that. Right. Um, and that's problematic. So there's that. But, you know, the Ravens need to find a way to get this young man in. Again, if, if you need my knee, Lamar, please give me a call. I will FedEx it over to you because I clearly don't need it. And you do. Now, is that going to be able to make cuts in the open field like Lamar? Or is it going to make Rita open field cuts? Oh, Which yeah. Well, maybe maybe <laughs> Cordell can give his because I, I can't. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's a legit question. I feel like we we need to know. Yeah, might be struggling a little bit there. So you know, maybe maybe that's a bad idea. But I can I can I can always offer my sons. Uh, they're about the oh, same yeah, age. Give them some fresh legs. Yeah, yeah, I can always do that and, and see if it works. But yeah, this team this team is nothing without Lamar Jackson. We can all agree on that. And hopefully, um, we'll find out more when we do our podcast on Friday to do um, our predictions for the game against the Atlanta Falcons. So. Um, that is it for, for the Wednesday edition of Winning Drive. Thank you all for listening. So from Cordell to me, this is Winning Drive. <laughs>